1: Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Good's Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Thomas, How Good's Footy? Here Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go.
0: John, I'm so 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 glad you're joining us today because I legitimately didn't think you would. I thought that Tom and I would uh, be doing this alone. Yeah. Thought I would have to spend uh, this week talking you off a ledge because unfortunately John. the worst has happened.
1: You have ruined something for me there. I was asking Tom how good's footy and he was going to be excited to be in a grand final and I was going to be like, "Whoa, whoa, mate, disrespectful to me." <laughs> mm. <laughs>
0: nah, see, I wasn't going to give you that because I'm excited, but I'm also a good friend.
1: Oh, excited. Steady on, mate. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> what does happiness uh, look, feel like, Tom? We don't know. To answer your question specifically, Sean, uh,
0: it still doesn't feel real. Like, like it feels... Like, I honestly had to wake up on Sunday and just check that I hadn't in like imagined it. And not being at work, and not being at the G, and not being like able to go to games, makes it feel doubly fake. Does
1: that make? Yeah. Does that make like? Yeah, no, it's, a weird, was, it's the weirdest year to to have it. Um, yeah,
0: but I'm pretty fucking excited.
1: Yeah, no, that's uh, good, Tom. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm uh, happy. Happy for you. That almost, you know what? You almost nailed that, nah, Sean. Look, I'm I fine. almost I'm believed fine. you. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I am happy for you, Tom. I'm happy for the Geelong supporters. Um, it's been a long, tough run for you guys, making preliminary final after preliminary final.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling, To be fair, John? though, like... Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I've just checked who's playing in the grand final, Sean. Uh, Essendon's still not there. I'm baffled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there um, was a huge chance that you were going to be able to do that thing you did in 2001 and make the grand final without winning the yeah. final. But uh, mm. And another thing that uh, the news seems to keep highlighting is that, yeah, Essendon still have a team. Uh, so uh, McGraw re-signed, and I think, uh, I don't know if it was Ri- Ridley. Ridley. Ridley? Yeah, Ridley, Ridley re-signed. He re So, hey, we've got two young guns still on the team. That's good.
1: Did you hear the news today, Joel? What was the news today, Sean? That Essendon has a war chest.
0: Oh my God! We've got a war chest. Are you? Yeah, f- I can't
1: remember who they're going after. There's someone they're trying to poach Josh from the club. Ah, oh, Dunkley from the Bulldogs. Yeah, mm, with their yeah. with their big war chest. Yeah, Dunkley's
0: not going anywhere. Like <laughs> it, someone was like, I, I did I did see this, Sean, and in a Twitter thread, someone was like, oh, but you know, he didn't get a lot of games this year, so maybe he's out of favor. It's like he was injured with an ankle injury for like the middle chunk of the year. That's why he didn't play. Yeah. He's he's a walk up start in their best too." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's
1: he's one of their best 10 players Easily mm. He's one of their best 5 players But you know Warchest It's hard to um, yeah, Hard Essendon, to deny the money sometimes
0: Yeah it's And I true. guess didn't have A massive gap in their salary Since they won't be paying Adam Saad Or uh, Joe Danaher Or Arazi Or Fantasia next season Because uh, they will all be At different clubs for and, sure and maybe not Hooker Or Hurley Or Yeah uh, she- uh, or... Merit Mer- Yeah maybe uh, yeah, I saw that, but have mm. said, no, nah, he's definitely staying. But he got kicked out of the leadership group, so... Yeah, I-, I try not to think about it. It hurts my heart and my head. So, speaking of hurt, let's talk about the one game that had, I guess, no bearing on any of us. But a big bearing on our collective brother, Jacob Reed. When, unfortunately, Port Adelaide's run was ended by Richmond the Cunt Tigers. Yeah, look. It, I think the only the only thing that may help my cause as a Geelong supporter getting any kind of neutral support is that people don't want to see a Tigers dynasty. Mm. Uh, Tom, I don't know if are you aware of what the general consensus to the neutral supporter about the result of the grand final. Oh is? yeah, blow blow up the grand final, just cancel it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know that uh, she's a former. Absolute best friend of the show, but due to some off-season trades, no longer as loved. But uh, Kate McCarthy took a big swing. Nah, I still uh, love her. You got not get good.
1: <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Because
0: she was like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Richmond, Ge- just when I thought 2020 couldn't get any worse. So richmond Geelong grand final. And then the shit <laughs> emoji. <laughs> I, <laughs> like I, it I still like her a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, she doesn't like you, Tom. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, no, no she doesn't not like me. Yeah, she she
1: hates you. Fucking like her more.
0: (laughs) 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 The only thing the only reason she'll be going for Geelong in the grand final, Tom, is because she, like the rest of Australia. Nay, the rest of the world wanna see what you look like with no hair. It's true. (laughs) You should just tweet her and be like, look, I know you're I know you're not in on the whole Geelong in the grand final thing, but you need to barrack for Geelong because if you do, this dumb cunt over here is gonna shave his head.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Should buy a membership.
0: So, Friday night, Port Adelaide, 40, lost to Richmond, 46. I read that backwards, but that's it was a Port Adelaide home game, so the score confused me briefly there. Um, It was very close, six points, the closest uh, final Richmond have played in since, like, 1975 or something. Um, Yeah, it looked like it was anyone's game until the last quarter where Port Adelaide just were, like, falling apart slowly and Richmond were just not kicking goals. It could have been a lot worse. It was um, it was an interesting game where it felt like if you had of just listen to the commentators, it felt like Port Adelaide weren't there, and it was just Dustin Martin playing Dustin Martin. I don't know if anyone else, yeah. like he, like he was good early, but again, he did that thing where he kind of disappeared for huge chunks of the game, mm. and they still were talking about him as though he had won the game off his own boot, and it's like. There were plenty of good players for the Tigers on the night. Martin was pretty good, but I feel like guys like Lambert and uh, Bolter and a few of these other like lesser names were better. But yeah. I guess because he's Dusty, like he could yeah. fall off, like fall over, and they'd be like, "What a brilliant smother."
1: Tom, I agree <laughs> I with you. But you know what's interesting is that they released the the player ratings from the game, Ooh. and Dusty Martin's like miles ahead of any player on the ground. He had like a huge I think for player ratings like a score of 30 is like off the charts fucking best game of your life. I think he got like yeah. 25. Like he had a huge game. Jesus. And you it look, at the, like, fantasy, like you look at the fantasy look at the fantasy ranking points and he's like the, maybe the 10th ranked player on the ground. So it's weird.
0: Jeez. I know I know that I found an interesting stat this year which was that as a midfielder in terms of ranking points uh, Martin is ranked 44th in the league. Um which... Isn't that 44th player overall, Tom, not 44th midfielder? No, nah, as, as a midfielder, he's ranked 44th. That doesn't seem right. What is that? Is it champion data? What is that? It's the, it's, it's the player rating system. I was reading an article about the difference between Dustin and Dustin Martin and Dangerfield when they go forward, and it just mentioned that using play, official player rating, ranking points, and it's an average, like their average across the year. And as a midfielder, he's ranked 44th. I think how many in Top
1: five or- overall in the league. In the player <coughs> pardon me, in the player ratings. So I don't so really I, know how that works. I think the player ratings
0: take like three seasons into account, don't they? Well, it is a rolling thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. All I know is that this article that I was reading had him ranked 44th.
1: I don't know. The whole thing's a mess. Basically, Dustin Martin's easily Top five player in the league. So oh, he's yeah. very good.
0: It's just weird that he dis- like he just disappeared for that second half. Oh him.
1: mate, they froth him. And you watching the grand final this week? BT and Bruce are going to fucking the only three players in the world they're going to talk about are Dusty, Danger, and Gary Ablett. Yep, they do it every week. It's because they're old, old fat cunts, and I'm sick of it. Sorry, Bruce, <laughs> you're not you're not a fat cunt. You're the skinniest man on television. But BT, <laughs> he's eating for both of you.
0: Bruce could Bruce could roll up to the oh, Melbourne Cup and they would put him in silks and try to put him on a horse. Look, now I am fired up. Okay, um,
1: BT had a dig at someone in the crowd. I can't remember Tom if it was our game or if it was the Port Adelaide Richmond game. There was a fan in the stands and he was wearing his jumper, so sleeveless, and he was doing a big clap and he had a bit of arm fat and it was shaking a bit. And BT got into him for it. And I am sick it would of being our game. I reckon because sick was of a BT fucking Friday. cunt. Mm. So
0: Richmond looks scary. Uh, Tom, you, like, Hagrid's footy this year has declared a war on Collingwood. You got the job done. They've also yep. declared a war on Richmond, and this is a monumental task. Not only it is. are you playing Richmond in a grand final, you've got the pressure of Howard's footy on your back, but then also the pressure of keeping Richmond from going back to back on your back. Boys, I'm going to make a very bold call. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> Just look, Richmond. Richmond were really good on the weekend.
1: Mm. No, they weren't.
0: <laughs> do we, thank do, you. Sorry. Do we, sorry, do we, do we think, Fox, think Richmond their were three good? three finals performances. They're not good. They're not. They weren't great. Richmond they got over shit. the line. They weren't they got, shit, they, but they, they weren't they got, good. They got smashed by Brisbane. They got smashed by Brisbane. They fell over the line against St Kilda because the Saints couldn't kick straight in the middle part of the ground game. And Port Adelaide gave it everything and missed gettable shots as well. And they've kind of got a bit lucky with some iffy... if They might have been there, but iffy free kicks late in that game. They didn't look convincing. It didn't look like Richmond... Like in the last... Like you've said, that's the closest they've had in like, what, since 75? Their other finals wins in the years that they've won premierships, they have belted teams in the qualifying finals, in the prelims. They've been home at halftime. And they just look... They look a little bit... They look gettable, boys. You know why? Because... I don't, know, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with this uh, term from... a from the, Look, there is a coach at our football club mm-hmm. who played under another coach of a football club that is close to another member of Good's Footy's Heart, mm-hmm. and he had a theory based on a very good movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And I think we've seen that Richmond absolutely can bleed, and they've bled in the last three weeks. Also, it's going to help because uh, Gary Ablett's retiring. He's going to sharpen those elbows up and just kill Dusty in the first five minutes. <laughs> So, that's probably a good transition into. So, look, Port Adelaide knocked out. Uh, they wrecked what was a big, 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 uh, I guess, superstition? I don't know what to call it. A, 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 an oddity stat. I want to bring this up, though, because they they kind of got caught up in two stats conflicting together. Mm-hmm. So, the stat is if you finish round one in a leap year on top, you win the flag. It's mm-hmm. happened since 2000. However, I'm pretty sure since about 2007-2006, a team on top of the ladder at the end of the home and away season has not won the flag. Jesus. Yeah,
1: Tom, one of those stats is way better than the other one. And if you think they're comparable, I want to jump through the screen and strangle you.
0: No, no, I'm not <laughs> saying they're comparable at all. One's way better, but I think what happened is Port Adelaide got caught up by two stats and one of them overpowered the other. Um, One thing I will also say... is power of um-
1: math. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true it is the power of math um another thing that's happened uh this final series that's it's like fucked with a lot of things but uh this is also the first time since the new finals series has started which i think was the year 2000 where two teams of go- both grand finalists have gone the long way yeah uh so correct. all like both teams this will be their fourth game in four weeks that's big um and yeah tom so what i wanted to talk about with this game so Geelong played Brisbane in the second prelim. Uh, Geelong won by 40 points. It was a much closer game than that at points. Brisbane had a late change that I think really fucked them. Something that they weren't expecting. Although I'd argue, Sean, Payne's uh Everyone, everyone was talking, oh, Payne's... no, nah, this is going to be really big for him. He had a fucking ripper game, and people, I think, forget how good he was in that four, five-week block when Andrews went down.
1: I like Payne a lot. I think he's pretty good for a five-game player. He He did a great job, but... Yeah, Darcy Gardner was a late out and he is uh I think one of the top five most important players in the whole team. He and Payne aren't the same player. Darcy Gardner can play on uh a Lance Franklin and he can play on a um you know, he can play on a Toby Green. Do you know what I mean? He can yeah, he can do he's it all. just more versatile, he's quicker. Um yeah. Are, are we are we done with the port game, are we? Uh
0: we can be, or we can go back.
1: I just want to Tom, you mentioned some dubious late free kicks. I think the deliberate out of bounds was absolutely there. That's a hundred percent for me.
0: Yeah, people are saying it, that the Port Adelaide player, like, he's like, "Oh no, there was another player right there," but the other player being right there made it way more obvious that that was a deliberate out of bounds on the fall because he wasn't looking at him and he was going nowhere near him yeah. and could have easily got the ball to him if that was the plan.
1: Yeah, he didn't angle it to him. He tapped it straight out. And Rock, like, Rockcliffe could have um, saved the day as well by making an effort to look like he was going for it. If he dives gave at the up.
0: ball and it goes over, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've seen some people call it the worst umpiring mistake of the year and it's like, you dumb cunts. <laughs> just watch that whole game. They gave away so many deliberate out of bounds. you think they're not going to pay that the most obvious one? Come it was
0: – it's it, the deliberate out of bounds thing is interesting too in a game like that when it is so wet as well. Like, it felt like any time anyone kicked long and it didn't necessarily go to the target and went out, they're like, oh, yeah, that's deliberate. You're just kicking to touch. It, but not not every single time. Just – it's – look. Oh, yeah, yeah, I – the issue I have about the umpiring – sorry, Sean. The issue I have about the umpiring from Friday night is uh, it, just from watching it, a lot of Richmond's, like, surge great football comes from them getting pinged for holding the ball – Or dropping it while being tackled and never getting, like, they just don't get, like, yes, the free kick count was in Port's favor, but it should have been more because the amount of times you see a Richmond player pick the ball up, get tackled, and just let go of the footy, and it's like, oh, look at the knock ons. It's like, no, no, he's just dropped the ball just directly onto the ground.
1: It's hard for the umpires because it moves so quickly sometimes. Yeah, Um, true, true. I also just want to point out, I I I wasn't that impressed by Richmond in this game and I think yeah. Port I will say Richmond I think were looked the better team for probably the last three quarters of the game. Yeah. But Port definitely had their chances. And I mean, fuck with bow and arrow boy yeah. just has to fucking go back and take that mark and they probably win the game.
0: So many little things like that too, where yeah. someone drops a mark, the the ball just falls short. Motlock misses a handball on the foot, like, little things. And it's like they weren't as outclassed as I think. People get sucked into Richmond mania, I think. Whereas if Richmond yep. win, it's like they won so comprehensively. It's like if you actually boil it down, it was- Port had a chance. And against St. Kilda, Richmond weren't that great. And against Brisbane, Richmond weren't that great. Yeah, It's just- yeah. I think that- as much as we hate Richmond, you need to give them a little bit more credit than that. They mightn't have played perfectly, but also Tom, look at a comparable game with this is look at that last quarter against West Coast in the home and away season for Geelong, where a close game, you've got a crowd that is riding you home. Like Port Adelaide, the entire stadium was barracking for them.
1: Yeah. Now credit to Richmond. No, no, like, like it's it's hard to win these games. They're a good they're definitely a very good team. Yeah. I just they're they cunts. haven't I don't they're not like take that in world like. beating mode. No, they haven't they hit have the
0: form they normally hit at this time of year.
1: Yeah. I would say based on like the balance of form in the last 3 or 4 games, Geelong are in like heaps better form. Geelong yeah. looked better, but that balances out by the fact that Richmond easily beat Geelong last time. So, Yeah. You know. Yeah. And who knows mate.
0: Fuck it's- feel sick, um, basically. That's yeah. that's how good footy is. Footy is so good, I feel unwell. I don't <laughs> want to
1: kick a dog when it's down, but Tommy Rockliffe's a disappointing player to watch sometimes. <laughs> he had
0: a shocker, didn't he?
1: He's just soft, I reckon.
0: Yeah. He had such a good game against Geelong in that qualifying win, and then he yeah. just disappeared in this he's not, final.
1: He's not consistent. Connor Rosé playing for free kicks, and then the commentary team talking about, oh, no, he's responded well. Why? Because he ran in and elbowed someone high in the head and they didn't even comment on it. That should be <laughs> fucking reportable. Sick of Port Adelaide. Sorry, Snake oh, Man. I don't do care you, that
0: they're out. Do you fuck know what I loved? Push. Do you know what I loved? The commentators all lining up to have a crack at Laddams for being undisciplined and a bad bloke for punching Bolter in the stomach. And it's like, yeah. there's a bloke at the other end who's done that five times this year and you're talking about how he's faced adversity and fought back.
1: Yeah, before <laughs> we get to fuck with, boy, um, Brad Ebert... He's oh. a beast. He's yeah. a bloody beast. He, he he was basically dead on the field.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, Tom said this after the game, but like he looked so dazed that it looked like that he thought that he was still playing the prelim next week.
1: Yeah. Like, that was such a fucked hit. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if they'd won. I heard on radio today, they go, if Port Adelaide had somehow won and then gone on to win the premiership, there would be a Brad Ebert statue. Statue. Yeah. Of
0: him going back with the flight into Jack Rewald at the front yeah. of Alberton. It's fucked. Yeah, fucking hell. And he's retiring now, so yeah, big. Yeah, effective immediately, I think. I think yeah. I think the minute he had the second con- I think it was one of those things where he knew that if he got another concussion he was probably going to call it quits anyway. Yeah. He just not had one. So How old was he? 30 something? I think. I yeah, think he's 30 yeah. on the dot. Yeah. Yeah. Outrage. And that's well that's why he's saw the helmet he Five. almost retired when he had the concussion before he started wearing the helmet.
1: Yeah. The last thing I want to say about Richmond is Tom Lynch. Um and the fact that Channel 7 and the AFL have teamed up and seem to be running like a nice guy campaign. Yeah. Because, I don't know, because they- Why? Are they, do they feel weird that he's been booed and and they're like, He was oh, booed no. a lot too. Yeah, but that's fine. That's the theatre of footy. When you're an absolute asshole. like Does He, he deserved to villain? be booed.
0: You got yeah, to cop Yeah, it's yeah. pantomime. Footy is a pantomime. <laughs> Wouldn't- yeah. Be shocked if they are just seeing this is like, oh, no, another player is being booed. We're going to get in trouble for this. So let's change the narrative now. Nah.
1: Circumstances nah. are so different on oh, this.
0: No, I'm well aware, but I would not be shocked if the AFL is like, oh, no, this is what we do now with people that are booed, ignoring the fact that them being yeah. very irresponsible the last time this happened. And but I mean, like- they didn't do anything when Job was getting booed.
1: Yeah, this, this game- Danger
0: gets booed every week for reasons that make
1: no sense. Like Gary Abbot's been getting booed for probably three or four years.
0: Yep, Selwood, you know, <laughs> Geelong as a whole, fuck it. That's what the crowd says.
1: But it's just that game is on Friday night and we've just had like several days where every day I'm seeing multiple stories about how Tom Lynch went up and consoled a, a crying Port Adelaide supporter in the crowd and it's like- P- players probably do that all the fucking time. Like-
0: also, if you're a crying boy that just got beaten, like so, they're saying that he was crying because Port Adelaide supporters were being mean to Tom Lynch. Well,
1: that's Which what I, the kid- I doubt.
0: Well, we have the look. Just before we go any further, someone threw a drink at him. Don't do that. You're a fucking yeah. Idiot. That's dumb. That's, that's dumb.
1: dumb. And yeah, we do that. all wanted to, but don't.
0: Don't do it. But that's it. Like, if you're going to play the villain, if you're going to lean into that, if you're going to do those cheap, shitty little things, don't be like, oh, we don't know why he's getting booed. Do you remember when fucking Richmond compared to the- We're like, oh, it's like he's Ivan Malat Mm, nah. Nah, that's 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 belittling a bunch of people who were murdered. Um, What the fuck? Also, <laughs> yeah. if your coach is coming out and saying that I love that he plays like that and then he gets booed- you can't have both. You can't be like, he's actually a nice guy. So, cause then you're also implying that he's a nice guy that he like, but dimmer is just coming out and being like, you need to start dropping knees. What's it? The perfect example of that white line fever plays on the edge is Mitch Robinson. When he walks out on that footy field, he is a beast, but like even at quarter time breaks, he will check on his opposition. If he's done something a little bit reckless, like that game against uh, Collingwood is the perfect example Robbo's not a bad bloke. Yes, he plays on the edge. Yes, he plays hard, but it never dips into thug. Yep. Like, picture this. Imagine if, would we be having the same conversation about Toby Green? Oh, you know, he plays on the edge, but he's a good boy. No. If Toby Green did any of the things Tom Lynch did, he'd get eight weeks.
1: Yeah. Hopefully,
0: Geelong can get the job done and kill Tom Lynch. I mean, win the grand final. Yeah.
1: Whatever it takes.
0: Whatever it takes. Hey that's Wait, boring. no, we're not we're not we're not doing that. We're that backfired for a team.
1: First degree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're not lawyers, but we'll happily represent the Geelong Football Club. Yep. Yep. Uh um, speaking of the Geelong Football Club. Tom, mm, you're in the grand final. We are. We are. Well I was mate.
1: congrats. <laughs> Sean,
0: it I do mean that. I I, I truly do. No, I know you do. And it's it, it, that's, I think, maybe the thing that's like I'm excited <laughs> but not really is because it's like I'm excited I'm in the grand final but I hate that it has to be at, the, at your misery, if that makes sense. No,
1: nah, that's right, Tom. Be Tom. happy, mate. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Tom. Like I am happy. It, it, won't, but it won't happen again, so enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. If uh, it's um, I don't know
0: about you guys because you, you're not in the room with me here but it's pretty chilly here uh, in my house because all the windows are open, every window. None of them will shut.
1: It's going to get a lot more chilly, mate, when that fucking head's bald. <laughs> look how much hair I've got. It's like, it's so long right now. No, it's... Um, You're going to have to wear all eight of your Geelong beans <laughs> in <laughs> summer. <laughs> yeah, look, it's going to be hectic. Um, I'm...
0: I, I couldn't... I was I messaged Dusha because we had a radio silence in the group chat. But I messaged Dusha with a minute 50 to go. When we well, were about arrogant. six goals up and I Oh, just arrogant.
1: Said, what? Calling the win? Come no, on. No. <laughs> that's a bit.
0: No, 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 Sean. Sure. Oh. The opposite. I said to him, Can I believe yet? And oh, he God. said, Mate <laughs> I just I, I I'm gonna have to go back and watch the second half again because I need to I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't like you know what I mean, Sean. Like like I just Yeah, me too, Tom.
1: I couldn't enjoy it. And I won't
0: ever. No, I know you won't. Yeah. But you know, you, you know what I'm getting at, though. Like, I couldn't yeah, of course. Yeah. enjoy the moment this... because I was so stressed and anxious. My girlfriend kept trying to make me sit down on the couch, and I wouldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> yes. that was the whole four quarters.
1: That's good, mate. I didn't.
0: Is this another Walkman in the Dirt game?
1: No, this was a lot more. I've, I've matured a lot since I was 14 or 15 years old. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, no, to be honest, when the Darcy Gardner thing happened- He's such an important player for that team. And, like, I mean, we lost by 40 points, so there's nothing to say that that would have made any real difference. But structurally and just everything, he's so important that part of my brain was already like, well, fuck, if we do beat Geelong, it's going to take a huge effort. So, I don't know. I I calmed down a lot because, Tom, you and I, we were, like, we were fucked that day during the day. I think um, you were building furniture and going for multiple walks to try and Fucking de-stress. And I I think I did... Um, fuck, I don't even know what I did on the bike. I got on the bike. You did 40Ks by 8.30 in
0: the morning because you messaged us both.
1: Yeah, I ended up doing like 90Ks before the game.
0: Um, did you get back on the bike?
1: After, like during or after the game? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I was done for the day.
0: So you, did, you racked um, up 93Ks then.
1: 93? Yeah. Oh, is that what I said? 93? Yeah. That's yeah. colossal. Yeah, I don't know. I just... I was, I basically lost my voice watching the Brisbane Richmond game. But this one, I was just like, I don't know. I tried to be a lot more calm. There were definitely moments of excitement, some great goals, but, oh. um, yeah, just disappointment, crushing, question, crushing disappointment. As a, can I ask,
0: can I ask a question as a as a Brisbane supporter? This is just from my observation of the game. Yeah.
1: Was Jared Berry being used in a different role? I don't know, mate. I blacked is, out because. Like, yeah, I didn't see him. Yeah. He, just had a bad, he had a bad game. I, yeah. I was talking to my brother today. We hadn't spoken. I, I spoke to him 10 minutes before the bounce, and I yep. said, look, mate, if things go south, I'll, I don't know, I'll, I'll call you later. And then we didn't speak until today. Um, <laughs> um, but he said he got over it very quickly. He said, no, nah, I got over it probably 10 minutes after. I just sort of moved on. But then I could tell he hadn't moved on because then he explained to me all the things that had gone wrong and, and everything. I said to him, I reckon there were three main things that sort of derailed Brisbane's hopes of winning the premiership right at the end of the year. And one of them was Harris Andrews getting injured. Yep. Um, one of them was Jared Berry doing his shoulder. Yep. Because since he came back, he's just not the same. Um, and the other one was Darcy Gardner being injured. I yep. just think... Oh, actually, maybe I didn't even count Harris Andrews. I think I counted Steph Martin's return, which you would think would be a positive, but the Big O hasn't been the same. Mm, no, I think when sometimes when you take a, a second string ruck and you say, "Mate, it's all on you. You've just got to, you just got to take the game on." Yeah, Big O's had an awesome year. Yeah. Steph Martin came back in, and he has always, if he's had a long term injury, he takes a while to come back. Yeah, he came back in the team. He. Was playing like fifty percent game time. He doesn't work as a forward, and he just wasn't really working for me in the ruck. And the big O wasn't that good. Like they were getting ragdolled by Tom Hawkins.
0: Tom Hawkins had a huge game in the ruck. Like sometimes I watch Tom
1: Hawkins in the ruck, and I think, how come he's just not a full time ruckman? He just murders people in the forward line. It's (laughs) ridiculous. It's just because he's so big. I think it's a different. There's a different skill set required for a ruck in the forward fifty that I think these centre clearance, these centre bounce ruckmen don't seem to have as figured out as Tom Hawkins does it's bizarre. Yeah. But um yeah no like I've people have been messaging me and being like oh sorry man you played really well just just faded at the end. Those comments annoy me more than anything because Brisbane didn't play well at all. Brisbane <laughs> didn't really show up. And I don't know whether it's the having the the week off after winning the first final thing because when you do think about it I think Brisbane played one game in 24 days. Jesus. And in a season where we've had times where we've probably played four games in 16 days and stuff like that that's pretty weird but you can't blame that like they should have been fresh but they never they like the intensity wasn't there when we played richmond we like we rattled richmond to the point where they were making mistakes they were trying to fight us we were physically imposing on them and we just didn't do that to geelong and it's just it's a really disappointing end i mean yes it's a good season well done they won a final they they went a lot further than they did last year. But it still feels like a real downer. Because yeah, these things but- are so hard to get to, man. Like yeah. Brisbane haven't this is the first time Brisbane have won a final since two thousand and nine. Um, it's the first prelim we've been in since two thousand and four. It's not every team is like has the longevity of Geelong. You know what I mean? I mean yeah, technically well, it's
0: the first prelim Geelong's won in about ten years too, because we can't win them.
1: Yeah, but You've been there a
0: lot. Yeah, we keep getting there, yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Like even, do you remember when the doggies, this is before they won the premiership, when Rodney Ede was coach and they made three prelims in a row and then they just fell off a cliff. Like, yeah. It doesn't just, it's not automatically going to happen next year just yeah. because Brisbane's a young team and the young guys are probably going to improve and all of that. So, yeah, you've got to take your chances and it's a bit of a its a a bit of a bummer. It feels a bit like the 2008 Hawthorne. Do you remember when they yeah. pinched that one against you guys, Tom? And then they kind of didn't do anything for three or four years. And then they won three in a row after that. They got yeah. that early one, which was just like they kind of One out of the it. box. Yeah. They, they, yeah. they earned the win, but it was, yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah. This was Brisbane's chance to kind of probably get that early one and then still have maybe five, six years where they could still be competing. So, it's uh, yeah, it's disappointing.
0: Yeah, yeah. it is I- a little concerning that, I mean, it's not worth being scared about yet because you would still have to have an entire year of this happen again, basically. But because they're a young team, making the prelims and then losing by forty points does rattle you a bit. And yeah, no, they, I get that. And we yeah, if you reach a peak and you're not making a grand final, even though you're like, because Brisbane are a far better team than they were on the weekend. Um, so it does get a little yeah. scary that like if they're not performing in. Prelims, then what toll does that take on the players mentally? Does that like make the pressure of the next final series through the fucking roof? And like they pushed through that this year because like going out in straight sets last year could have fucked them, but they were unfazed and flattened Richmond.
1: But it is scary. I I think, yeah, I guys, I think having Chris Fagan's sort of the big trump card because he's been through that at Hawthorne. He talked about it in his post-match press conference. I was about to say he literally he said, said how in a press how proud conference. he was of the year, but he said, "Yeah, Hawthorne won in 08. They missed the finals in 09. They got knocked out in the first week in the next year. The following year they lost a prelim. Uh, lost, they lost a prelim. The following year they lost a grand final, and then they won three in a row. So it's, yeah. it's a process, and yeah. I think they've got the right people and the right mindset. Yeah, because yeah, it would have been easy for Brisbane to." have a down year this year as a lot of people predicted and yeah. they didn't they improved so hopefully it happens again but you just never know yeah can I just oh, yeah. before we get into the positives for Tom can I just throw out a few things Brisbane lost this at the selection table in a lot of ways because the backline so one note with its speed
0: yeah I know Answorth was a big call
1: Answorth had to play he's the first he's in the first 10 people I'd pick in that team every week I fucking love him next year I'll part of me will die if that round one team has uh, Rich, Lester, and Birchall on the same team ever again. They are too slow. Birchell <laughs> I hope, retires. because I, I think don't, he will. I don't think he, he adds experience, and he's a great bloke and all that, and he's a good player, but he's, he's in that team at the expense of Witherden, who we rate. He yeah. makes some mistakes, but he's 22 years old. He's going to be good. If Burchell plays another year and Witherden can't get in the team, Witherden's going to go back to Victoria. And I'll fucking lose my shit because Birchell's just not the answer. It's not the same as Luke Hodge. You're not getting the same um, benefit from that. Well Luke Leicester Hodge shouldn't be crafty, in the team. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like yeah, Birchill's
0: yeah. not a crafty defender. Whereas Luke Hodge, no. he's not quick, but he's got other skills in yeah. his
1: arsenal where he can
0: just get in the right spot.
1: Yeah, and also you watch Hodge and you go, you just see how vocal he is on the field. Whereas yeah. I don't see Birchill doing that. I'm sure he's like I'm sure he's a good educator of the younger players, but you don't see it as much. Um yeah, fuck Leicester. Gary Lyon's got a good theory about this. When this is when Heath Shaw, you know, was sort of pushed out by the Giants four weeks ago, and there was talk. Oh, will he go to the Kangaroos? What will he do? And Gary Lyon said the problem with bringing a Heath Shaw to the Kangaroos is that if he's on your list, you give him games because of his st- uh, because of his stature and because of how many games he's played, his experience, blah blah blah. That's what Ryan Lester is at Brisbane. He's played enough games now and he's old enough and he's mature enough that because he's on the list, he gets games and he shouldn't. Week in, week out, he does my head in. He tries so hard, but there are better options. Answorth and Witherden need to come into that team. I would make one more change, boys. What's that? I'd change the captain.
0: Jesus. Yeah,
1: I'd go go Lucky Neil for two years and then Harris Andrews. Yep. That's what I think. I think Zorko... um, we talked about player ratings earlier. At the start of the year, Brisbane had two top 10 players. Yeah. We had Neil and Zorko. Zorko's dropped from, I think, number six this year to probably 40. He's had a bad year. And yeah. I think he's been carrying an injury. So it'll be interesting to see if he can get back to it. But I think Brisbane are now like one elite midfielder short because Zorko's not an elite midfielder anymore based yeah. on this season. And he misses too many captain's goals. He has well, yeah. so many chances. He had two and all year, weekend. he's yeah. fucking missed them. And, Tom, I know you guys missed a lot of goals, but fuck – there were stages in that game. When, we we, like, we kept you in it, and you should have kicked those. Yeah, you kept us in it, and we had the chance to keep scoreboard pressure on. Hipwood missed a sitter. McStay missed an easy one. Uh, Zorko missed an easy one. And then fucking Ryan Lester, 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. If Lester kicks that goal, there's 11 points in it. With the yeah. home crowd pumping, anything could have happened. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, it, it kills you. But yeah, Tom, you missed heaps, and I'm sure you want to talk about how good your boys were because you just quickly. murdered us in the midfield. This midfield, they're <laughs> supposed to be, I think, the number two clearance team in the AFL. So long, just ran out. <laughs> Brisbane were witches hats in the middle. It was a really disappointing was, night. I think. I think if
0: you, when I was looking at the sort of the way the game sort of played out, and because I was so stressed and in it, I couldn't actually appreciate any stats or anything until way later. Like the next day, I was looking at the stats. Like I even looked at um, the scores in set in the second half. So I think Brisbane kicked two goals after halftime and we kicked seven and it never felt like that. Like it felt like Brisbane were right on us and it was goal for goal, but it was just – we just couldn't put that next one on. And then when you got the opportunity to do it, like you said before, Sean, they missed. Yeah. But I think the the play the, – the, the way Geelong played and the way we beat Brisbane was summed up in one passage of play in the third quarter and it was the Ablett goal from 50, which is Blitzar's in the ruck against Steph Martin – yeah. Just plays the ruck so cleverly. Like, he starts on the upper side of, of Martin. As soon as soon as the ball's thrown up, Blitzavs runs around behind Martin and taps the ball over his head because he's probably got a better leap than Martin does. So, he goes, right, I know how to play him. I'll tap it over his head. It goes to Selwood. Selwood handballs to Guthrie, who handballs to Duncan. They're already running. Yeah. And then Duncan can get to Ablett, who's got Rich, and Rich just wasn't anywhere near him, and he took off. And... I think that was indicative of, I guess, the way the game kind of went from the middle. But I think the really the thing that makes me hopeful for the grand final, and I feel good and kind of excited and confidence—the wrong word—but belief in my team in this grand final is, yeah, we won in the midfield without Dangerfield playing predominantly in the mid in the middle. He played most of the night forward. Selwood had a. Quite start like had no t- didn't touch the ball in the first quarter and had an okay game by his standards. But it was the thing that they've been screaming out for at Geelong every year when we've missed a prelim is Selwood and Danger get 30 35 touches and no one else does anything. And this time in this prelim, Menegola had a huge game, Guthrie had an awesome game, Duncan had an awesome game, Parfitt had a great game, Simpson had a great game. We actually had for the first time in a few years in a big final players other than Joel Selwood and Dangerfield step up. Yes, Danger had his moments. He took that huge mark um, in that last quarter that kind of set up a goal that sealed it. And Ablett kicked those two big goals. But I think it was the other players around them that lifted, that really helped. Like Parfitt this year has been outstanding for us. Like he's averaging like nine or 10 tackles a game, which is insane. And he's getting clearances. Like, I think that's, I think that's the positive. I think we've got the greatest spread... Of of next tier players that we haven't had before, which makes me a little bit like to, I have the belief that we can we can match with Richmond because it's not just about the danger cell with one two punch.
1: Tommy, can I just bring up one area that would concern me for you? Yes, and that's that you've played Collingwood where there was just non-existent pressure, yeah, and then Brisbane whose pressure was weirdly just way way down, yep. and you're going to come up against probably the best pressure team. So that's it's going to be just like a huge step up. That'd be the only concern. You haven't really had a really bruising hit out for you know two or three weeks. Yes, probably not
0: since the qualifier against Port, Yeah. and that didn't go super well for you. Mm. No, I I think we matched them with the
1: pressure. The issue was we kicked fucking four eleven.
0: Yeah, but like, but sorry, Tom, another-
1: you, you were really inaccurate again. It is going to be a bit of a worry because this that's the only Brisbane beat Richmond because we had a. A night where we were just on, and we were yeah. we were kicking our goals. Yep. So you do that's going to be what it is because Richmond to be like, a lot of yeah. goals too. Like yeah. If Richmond- we can kick straight,
0: because 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 we score from clearances and Richmond traditionally don't. If we can kick straight from those clearances and not let them get the because that's because Rich so Geelong are one of the number one or two teams for scoring from clearances. And yeah. R- Richmond are the number one team of scoring from half back. Hey Tom. Some terrible news. Do you know what they absolutely murdered Port Adelaide at? <laughs> Clearances. <laughs> Correct. Clearances. But they weren't scoring from half back. I just Yeah, look, it's 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 a big game. It's a big step up. I think that the pressure increases anyway because it's a grand final. But I I, mm-hmm. I just I think the even contribution is good. I think like, can we just talk about one, like one of the lesser light stories at Geelong? Like, you've got Gary, it's his last one. Harry Taylor hasn't said he's going to retire, which means he's absolutely going to retire, but he doesn't want any fanfare because he's a milkman. Um, I reckon that one of the biggest sort of great stories of the back half of the year for Geelong has been Lockie Henderson. Got oh, yeah. delisted, re-rookied, was just going to be there taking a spot, has come in, uh, I think, from the Frio game onwards and has not missed a game. And it's been brilliant. Yeah, Almost gave away a very fucking cooked goal with a stupid 50-year stupid boy. But other than that, he's been, he's been so good. And it's like you were off a list and now you're playing in a grand final in a back line that you were probably not thinking you were going to get a game in. Yeah, it's um, good on him. It's good. I'm stressed, but I'm excited. Bring it how,
1: on. Tom, how weird was Brisbane's decision to bring in Cam Ellis-Yolman? Like the idea behind it from everyone was, oh, they're bringing in a big body for Geelong's big bodied mids. But then they played him as a forward. Yeah. Mm. And they had him basically playing a defensive forward role on Tom Stewart.
0: Who then, and then they abandoned it halfway through the game and Tom but Stewart just kept playing
1: well. Brisbane don't do that. Like we don't tag, we don't really do those sort of roles. And then Fagan decides to do it in a prelim final. It it's was just bizarre. all
0: very strange. Like a lot of the stuff, like as a neutral supporter. Like, I thought, one thing you haven't brought up yet, Sean, that, like, like, rattled me watching it was in the third quarter. Like, the scores were still pretty close, or, like, maybe it was, like, a couple of goals in it. Like, let's say three goals at this point. Yeah. But, like, Brisbane were, at points, just absolutely fucking almost bursting at the seams, doing some really weird shit that they don't usually do, like, yelling at each other on the field. And, like, I know that it wasn't that big of a deal, but, like, for a club that's very much just, like, unity, and, like, there was no repercussions from it. It's not, like... This led to anything, but it's just like really strange that for a period of time where there was still very much in it, they kind of like imploded and held it together and then right at the end just fell off a cliff.
1: I think that was in the fourth quarter. Um, Jared Berry and Jared Lyons. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think the game was was over by that stage, but I get ya. Yeah, like it's weird. But I mean, I think those sort of things happen on the field all the time. It's just when Channel Seven decide to focus on it.
0: Yeah, um, I think also like but, yeah, that very- happened like
1: Barry had a bad game and Barry had made a mistake and Jared Lyons was just calling him out for it. And I think Barry had just had enough and cracked the shits, basically.
0: Because Lockie Neal was also, like, borderline throwing punches.
1: Yeah. I mean, that happens in finals. Yeah. yeah. Even the best blokes. Simon Black's the best bloke in footy. and He <laughs> pu- he punched someone in the 4 grand final. I think he punched Josh Carr from Port Adelaide.
0: <laughs> Which checks out because Josh yeah. Carr loves a punch. Yeah, we've all been there.
1: And that was when the <laughs> AFL, I don't know if they still do this, but they still do the double double uh suspensions in grand finals? No, I don't think they do anymore. That was a thing they did for a while. So Black like tapped him in the head or something and they're like 3 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I've never been reported. They go we don't care.
0: <laughs> we don't give a shit, mate. Yeah. 3 weeks.
1: <sighs> 6 One if you challenge. Him. Life ban. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other positive thing I think from a Geelong perspective is in the past, our defenders, when they've had, like, a couple of things go against him, some of the younger defenders can kind of go to water. Like, Collar Jasny was getting pantsed by Cameron early a couple of times, and I'm like, fuck, he's just got to hold on because if he, if he goes to pieces, Charlie will, Charlie will smell blood and then yeah. kick six. But wasn't he just that, kind of held his nerve a little bit. Wasn't and- that
1: bizarre too? Like, Brisbane have... Last year, Charlie Cameron was, like, one out in the goal square. And it worked for a bit and then until we got into the finals and then he got exposed. And yep. then in this game, it's like they reverted back to that. There were so many times when he was one out in the goal And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? We're playing like we did last year. Oh, it's bizarre. Well, yeah. I would
0: have thought if you were going to try to expose a guy like Kola Jasny, who's a big-bodied defender, yeah. Charlie should be playing at half-forward and pushing to the wing.
1: Like he did against Grimes in the first yes. week of the finals. Fucking some some things that happened in this game, I, just, I couldn't believe what I was saying. Yeah, it was really baffling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, and then like so many like little things. Like I did, there were a couple of moments where I was worried because the ball was in your back half, and I am thinking, "Are oh, they going to score here?" And then O'Connor just like chipped it over the top to Stewart and Blitzhaves, and we we ran out, and I am like, "Fuck, what that doesn't, what the fuck that doesn't yeah. normally happen." Like the,
1: pre- the pressure was just sometimes non-existent. It was, yeah. that, and hence why disappointing. And if yep. you are one of those people who are going to continue to be like, oh, you played well, though, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to talk about one more thing. Speaking of drop marks, there was a moment uh, in the
0: third or second quarter where Brian Myers was running towards a beautifully weighted kick yep. to him, fumbled the mark, chess mark, and missed a shot on goal from it. Wayne Carey, uh, commentator extraordinaire, fuck, I can't believe we had to put up with him. Wayne Carey uh, was like, oh, man, do you know, it's actually harder to drop that mark than it is to take it. <laughs> and uh, I got a message from my brother and his uh, fiance had t- just, as soon as that had happened, had just leaned over and be like, hey, Wayne, do you know it's uh, harder to beat women than it is to not? So uh, good on you, Wayne. Uh, seriously, the fact that he is still commentating in finals and has the audacity to like comment on, oh, well, like he was talking about club culture in the game as well. And I'm like, mate, you just need to retire. Like Channel 7 at the end of this season need to sit down, look at their commentary panel, throw all of them in the bin, get Daisy and start again. Well, they won. I got some terrible news for you, Tom. So that article was published in The Age and it actually seems to imply the exact opposite. They're ready to push Wayne from just like a Friday night spot into like more of a full-time situation. I think Bruce is retiring. That Don't tell sense. me
1: Wayne's going to be the Bruce.
0: That seems to be what they're leaning towards. It's why they rehabilitated him with that stupid fun dance show. Oh, kill me. And they're getting him to put- Yeah, they're just hoping that people have forgotten about all of the dog shit things he's done. When are, the,
1: uh, when are the rights up for grabs again? Come on, Channel 9. <laughs> I'll take cane corns on a Friday night over this bullshit. Fuck the
0: Sunday, the Sunday Footy Show team commentating.
1: hell. <laughs>
0: <Fucking laughs> threw up in my mouth. So
1: Channel Ten, bring back quarters.
0: Nah, <laughs> the sports. Channel Ten, Channel 10 had the perfect balance. They had quarters. They had Tim Lane. They had Robert Walls constantly saying, "Should give him a run in the ruck." Anytime t- <laughs> anyone couldn't <laughs> get a touch. Oh, I love Wallsy. Um, I caught a little bit of the Sunday Footy Show. Uh. In a straight, so Me the, too. <laughs> they were all it's wearing so tuxes because of <laughs> it being a brownlow night. So there was, there's two AFL footy shows in Melbourne. For anyone who is unfamiliar, there's the Thursday night footy show, which was famous for being just a fucking disgrace. Like, well, no, it the, doesn't work. It's not on anymore. It's gone, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it got cancelled. But that's where Sam Newman. It was a Sam Newman specialty. That's where all like the racist and sexist and transphobic and like everything awful under the sun. That's just a bit of fun happened. Uh that show fucking sucks. The Sunday afternoon footy show is a different type of fucked. It's like <laughs> rarely offensive, but everyone seems like they're still on the gear from Saturday night.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the most chaotic <laughs> and also petty show. It's oh. like they all just get off on bullying one another. Hanging on shit on each other. What's- but all And all of them try and pretend that they, they love it and they can take a joke, but they all fucking can't. Nah. It's what so I cool. love
0: about it, the thing that works, makes that show as chaotic as it does is, so with every footy show, there's always like an, an anchor. So like you look at that fr- Friday night front bar, yeah. you've got Andy Marr to kind of keep the show moving. Yeah. Um, before the game, way back in the day, you had Huddo on there to sort of keep, yeah. keep things going, all the chaos reigned. The anchor on that show is Tony Jones and none of them respect him or like him. It seems like that they fucking hate him once they walk out of the studio. It's like the guy they've got to control the show. None of the other hosts like, respect or want there. So anytime he tries to rein it in, they just bully him. They're just like, shut the fuck up, (laughs) chompers. (laughs) Um, Another thing with that, just quickly, is like, There's also like fucking eleven panelists or some shit, so there's like four hundred cunts talking at the same time all the time. Yeah,
1: it's the most fucked show. And they're on video chat. They're on video as well because Corns is living in South Australia, Barrett's in Queensland, so there's all delays and everything. It's fucked. It's so fucked. Every now and again, every now and then, Billy just like chimes in, like ten seconds too late, with like a little joke that he thought about from the last segment, and it just halts momentum. And TJ hates it. How 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 was Billy on Sunday?
0: Was he in rare form?
1: Yeah, he's pretty chirpy. I also <laughs> love too. It's it's got that classic like news thing of like they'll cut to a wide shot when they go to the ad break. Yeah, they'll they'll cut the audio out, but you'll see the boys. And normally in a news show, it's professional, but in this, it's just them like pointing at each other and fucking yelling, and <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's 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 look if. Just if you look up Sunday Footage Show's best moments, if you're not based in Australia, just watch some of the clips from that. You get Lou's handball as well, which is a great segment. Yeah,
1: that uh, was great. Like,
0: well, yeah, fuck you know. Lou. Here's the reason. So the Thursday night show always had like Sam Newman, and Sunday had Lou, and Lou is oh the best, great man. Well, because they Lou was part of that pioneering group with um uh Bob Bobby Davis and all those yeah. guys back in the day when they started making. 40 shows.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, it was so good. Lose Handball, for people who don't know, was like it's like a spinning machine with um, scores out of 10 on it, and players would handball and try and score. And it was great. They still do it, but obviously not this year, just because there's no yeah. players in the studio and all that. Um, Tony Jones, the host, did it one year. Did you see him doing Lose Handball?
0: No, I'm <laughs> assuming he, that he fucked it real bad. It was so
1: bad. And then on one of them, he just missed it completely. He threw the ball up to handball it and fresh aired the handball. <laughs> You gotta watch it on YouTube. It's so fucking funny. I will. Oh. I, I will. And I'm I sure ha-
0: they were really kind about his fucking up oh, as well. Mate. They were really they all, forgiving di- of him. <laughs> they all
1: died. It was I think it was him versus Damian Barrett. Barrett destroyed him, which is a disgrace.
0: Tony <laughs> Jones is a man that I think I hate. But yeah. I hate him in a different yeah. way than I hate Damien Barrett. And there's just yeah. so much chaos in the show that, yeah. Like, I don't watch it, but every now and, now and then I'll see, like, a 10-minute clip. Or I'll catch, like, 15 minutes of it. I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck is going on here? Yeah. It's like if they gave How Goods Footy a TV show, but with, like, eight people we hated. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's literally it. That's literally it. If they gave us a show. and But see, the other thing I love about it, too, is when Billy Brownless has to read out the prize pack and the sponsors of the show. Yeah. And he just doesn't care. <laughs> and he doesn't know that, and they're like, you know, oh, you got the the Aquila suit. That's a good, yep. And the uh, the foreign. Uh, he's reading from a piece of paper, and you, it's on TV. <laughs> like it's not radio. He's no. on TV. You can see him reading sponsors off a sheet of paper because, because he is not prepared at all. Because they're all, like, old cunts at this point, too. They're all, like, squinting at the paper because none of them are wearing their glasses. Because they won't wear glasses. No. (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what. Uh, The Sunday footy show has given me one of my favourite ever, like, footy moments, which is the Sunday footy show after Geelong's 07 drought-breaking win. Yeah. Where they cut to Bill Brownless at Canidia Park. And you know how, Joel, you said earlier, it's like they're still on the gear from the night before? Yeah. Well, Bill was... Mm. Um, he was absolutely on the gear still from the night before. He's in a suit that you had seen him wear on grand final day. It is untucked. He is standing next to a bin. And as they, they don't even finish saying his name to cut to him, he just grabs the yeah. bin lid, throws it into the crowd. And he's like, the lid is off. <laughs> he's fucked. So we've spoken about the Sunday 40 show a lot. It isn't a good show. And that's there is terrible. definitely lots and lots and lots of people on there. That's that not suck a great shit. footy. If, oh, if yeah. you come to the Sunday Footy Show looking for any kind of insider analysis, you're in the wrong. Like we provide more insight and analysis mm. on how good's footy. You that's, can't watch that's a,
1: that's the. We're the bar. You can't yep. watch a whole episode. It's like yep. Joel said. You no. tune in for ten minutes and you've you've had your fill. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're just like, oh yeah, it's still just as fucked as I remember. <laughs> it's like if you get caught in a storm. It's like, it can be a bit fun and silly, but then after 10 minutes, you've just been rained on for 10 minutes. And you're like, I'm fucking sick of this. But those 10 minutes, I tell you what, you're like, Phew.
1: In the couple that I've seen this year, I've noticed a couple of times where like, they'll just zoom the camera around to like the floor manager behind the scenes. And him just like cracking yeah. the shits and throwing his hands in the air and walking off set and stuff like that. <laughs> it's chaos. Yep.
0: Yeah. Speaking of chaos, well... Another thing that happened this week, this isn't chaotic at all, but uh the Brownlow favorite Lockie Neal uh absolutely steamrolled the event this year. Uh he is the twenty twenty Brownlow medalist. He polled thirty-one votes in a shorter season, which is fucked. Uh I think polled ten best on grounds and the and one vote in another game. Yep. That's, That's insane. <laughs> fucked up.
1: Good on him. Good yep. on you, Chucky Neal. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> How good's that? They're selling yeah. those as t-shirts, you know, Sean. What? Chalky Neal. Chalky Neal, the Brisbane footy club are selling them right now as t-shirts.
1: I haven't seen those. I didn't watch the Brownlow. I um yeah, I just wasn't into it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, it's almost
0: like something horrible footy related had just happened to you.
1: I tell you who did have a good time at the Brownlow
0: boys. Kiwi Hugh McCluggage.
1: Oh, yeah. There is a
0: team photo, because obviously not every player goes to the Brownlow, just a few of them do, and there is a team photo of the Brisbane players who are at the Brownlow. Um, And at the end of the night, there's a photo of them all, and Lockie's there with his medal, and they all look really good. And Hugh's kind of standing there, and his tie is, like, down to about his nipple line. And he's just given this, like, grin, like a man who has inhaled 85 beers. Um, (laughs) It's good. It was... It was a very interesting, a weird brown low because obviously normally it's in, at Crown, uh, in like the big room there. All yep. the players are there, and if it's interstate players playing in the grand final, they're usually somewhere else. But this year, obviously, with the hubs, they're all over the place. So there was a, there was a bunch of players at Metricon. So the bulk of it, bulk of the players, and the the actual vote count was at Metricon Stadium, where the AFL are currently based. Yep. There was two separate rooms where Richmond and Geelong were, um, and they looked. Bored out of their fucking heads because they're just sitting on. It was interesting. They actually interviewed Joel Selwood in it. And he's like, we're really tired because it was on Sunday night. They wouldn't have slept Saturday. And then they've got to stay up late for this medal count. And they were all just, they all just looked absolutely fucking cooked. And then you had the Melbourne group who were depressing because they're sitting in a fucking studio with masks on. It's like, what the fuck?
1: I've just seen the shocking Neil t-shirt.
0: It was pretty good. It looks like Caramelo Koala.
1: Yeah, it's, they've put that together very quickly. They've, um, obviously just assumed he was going to win. I mean, <laughs> his only competition was an 18
0: year old who did his shoulder in round four. So, yeah,
1: it's, it's not my preferred t shirt design, I have to say. That's fair enough. It's hey. one of those ones where it's got the logo small on the chest and then massive on your back. Yeah. Not a fan. Just put a big logo on the front. Yeah. I, um, I've come around to the, uh,
0: Design on the back of the shirt. Although, majority of my t-shirts have stuff on, the, mostly just on the front. Mm. Uh, so yeah, huge congratulations to Loki Neal. Uh, best player of the year. Well deserved. Uh, he look forward to some fucking massive performances next year as well. When Brisbane go on to win the flag. Good boy. Uh, so, should we put on our tips for next week, boys? Yep. Uh, so, in the 2020 AFL Grand Final. Only one game next week. Uh the I Final. ask you boys the question instead? Because... I obviously yep. know we know who I'm tipping. Mm.
1: Who are you tipping Tom?
0: So well, because <laughs> you're wearing you're wearing yellow at the moment. Mm. Yeah, getting it get out the s- of the way early. I just want to point out I'm pretty sure that's the same shirt he was wearing last week when we. Or do you just have lots of yellow t-shirts? Um, mm, I've, got a, I've got two yellow t-shirts. Yeah, maybe hmm. the other one might have been solid yellow. Anyway, yeah, interesting this is like a, choice. Like a like a three-quarter sleeve. It's job. a baseball anyway. tee. Yes, looks good, Tom. Yeah, well, thanks. I don't know how um, it'll look when he got no hair, though. But Well, that's look, boys, I've got to ask you about your tipping for yeah. next week. So are you tipping um, a number two, a number one, or a number zero? Oh, he's very, very cheeky because I think Richmond <laughs> may win.
1: <laughs> Fuck you, Fuck you, Joe, are out, man Oh, Jesus I no, hate I'm- to uh, Have to agree with you Yeah <laughs> You're both a bunch of pig dogs You've no. both
0: conspired against me At some point today Oh, let's tell him Richmond are going to win That'll break his dumb little heart No, we didn't We actually did speak about Richmond winning But uh, it was out of fear Not out of uh, A conspiring thing uh, It didn't come up in the episode And that's fine We'll leave it out of it uh, We will both be Barracking for Geelong Obviously God, i the idea of Richmond going back to back makes me very scared and very depressed. I don't want them to win at all. I am just nervous, and not going to be really interesting. Not confident, the- I guess, is also a good way of putting it.
1: Yeah, well, I am nervous, but I believe um, I am going to tip Geelong, but with not as much confidence as I would like to have. Yeah, um, I, I just yeah, Richmond have had the wood over them lately, and I think that as what happened with Brisbane versus Richmond, it's got to turn eventually, and this could be the big moment. Could be. Hopefully, for Tom's sake, yeah, for the show's for, sake. We'd it, love a premiership. Everyone's we'd love safe. a shaved head.
0: Oh, could you imagine how... Just imagine, like, you know, in a few weeks' time we're in the park because we can't go inside. We can be outside in a group of three yeah. and we
1: shave my head. Also, we can't let Richmond win the flag. We can't <laughs> validate a year's worth of shitty behaviour.
0: Oh, actually... uh, that actually reminds me, Tom. And this is depressing breaking news. But due to lockdown restrictions in Melbourne, Sean and I won't be able to shave your head on Grand Final day. So no, we can't even spend Grand Final day together potentially because you know we're yeah. all in lockdown. So that's can't sucks. even go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. But uh, restrictions ease the following week, so you might have hair for a week. Or if you get wrapped up in it. Someone else shave your head, as long as we get pictures.
1: Yeah, that's a good question, Joel. Do we want to be the ones to shave his head, or do we want to just let him go out in the world and get it done?
0: Tom, it's up to you. Yes. Uh, well, look, I'd love for you to do it, but it is really long, and I don't want to fuck up anyone's clippers. Oh, mate, don't worry.
1: I have I know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> I have uh, no idea what I'm doing, but I yeah. imagine it will involve scissors
1: Tom. first. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to. <laughs> but that's, that's that's an option we can
0: take. Yeah, if I just roll in and I'm like, Sean, number one, please. You're like, Yep, no worries,
1: Tom. It's not a one. It's a, it's zero. a zero.
0: You're getting a gas. Oh, is a work. zero a gas?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know if I I've never done a zero, no. so I don't know if I have the skill. To, I think you would probably have to blade up for that. Yeah, we you'd have to show. So right, what if with what if what reason.
0: if you give me a one and then I go see someone else to get it really?
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably what will have to happen.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is. But also, do we want? We need. We might have to sort this out off air, but I'm worried that. So, is it better for Tom to shave his head when the adrenaline of the grand final win is still kicking on, and me and Sean just aren't there for it, or do we make Tom wait a week where all of a sudden there is nothing to be celebrating? He's been he's won the grand final for a week, and then all of a sudden he's just shaving his head.
1: Yeah, that's good. He'll still be charged up. Yeah,
0: that's fair. Oh, mate, if we if if we win the premiership, I'll I'll, I'll want my head shaved in December still. Yeah, Tom. How, just as how a how long
1: how long are you going to keep the shininess?
0: Oh, I haven't thought of that.
1: Because can Ooh. I throw a can I throw an addendum to you? Mm. What if if Gaz wins the Norm Smith, you keep it for I don't know. We'll come up with a, a set amount of time that you've got to stay. Still, the next shiny. season
0: starts. Still, oh, shit. Day. That's a
1: long time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the problem is the problem is I, I've never shaved it before, but when I get it cut, it grow. My hair grows absurdly fast. And yeah, my that's dad's what I made. grows like, quite quick and my brother's yeah. hair grows quite quick. So, yeah. if I was like I'm going to keep my head shaved until March, I'm going to need to get it cut every 2 weeks, which is just not not an expense I have the money for. No, <laughs> I now. reckon just grow it out once it's shaved once. Yeah, it'll be yeah. short for a long time. Hey, it might grow back gray, just so you know. There's that's a huge exciting. chance I could be silver fox. Oh, Tom, that's you. come back.
1: That's that's bullshit because he'll just look even more fucking handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Tom So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes, look, uh, Dusha, have we got any emails? Tom, we've got so many. We've got so many that I've just had to cherry pick a few this week, Tom. Sean, this episode's gone a bit long, as is the Haggard's footy tradition. No one has ever heard how long our ideal episode is, but let me tell you, every week we fucking blow past it. Uh and this week is no different. So, uh I just picking out a few emails, uh important emails. And uh after the grand final we'll do a mailbag special just to clean out the inbox because there's a lot of gold in here. And just a reminder, you're not too late to enter our AA All Australian emailers selection. Uh so email away. I've built up a folder of just AA emails in our inbox. None of it being forgotten. It's all happening. Get your submissions in. It's sure to be a cracking team.
1: It's getting hot in there.
0: It's well, <sighs> fucked. All right. So I'm just going to read three emails real quick because they're all huge. Uh, so first one is from Joe, uh, who we heard last week. Joe hadn't emailed in for a while. Now they are firing on all cylinders. Joe wants a spot in that AA side. I can tell. They haven't mentioned it, but I can you feel can it. Tell. Anyway, so last week, Joe, uh, we were speculating about Joe and whether they buried for Essendon or Melbourne or Drew Joe has sent us an email that said, clarifications. <clears throat> Boys. Okay, so Carney and Tom were both right, kinda. I do go for Melbourne because no matter the sport, I apparently absolutely love teams that can and will just fuck it up for themselves consistently. <laughs> <laughs> I did pledge a full shave for them, but it was far-fetched. But also I believed because that's what you do. I also did a pledge for a half-shave for Accident though, because they are my second team, and it seemed to be achievable, and I got caught in the hype of pledging. (laughs) I do not know how that was the one thing Tom managed to remember correctly. (laughs) Hey, look, I'm a a broken clock. Every now and again, I'm correct. I want to make it very clear. I want to make it very clear. That I was never going to go for the Cats. I specifically asked for help with picking a team only because I had been told the Cats paralleled my other team in soccer, but I was absolutely never going to stand for that. And honestly, that is pretty much on Tom, but also I don't do the arrogant shit. But yes, Tom did try to get me to go for Geelong. I was just never going to do that. Kind regards and still hope in making... <laughs> ah, here it is. Ooh. Kind regards and still hope of making the AA list, Joe. P.S. My brother is indeed a fuckwit and just dumb. Also younger than me. Pretty sure he does not know the rules of Quidditch or footy because he has never in his life actually listened to me, especially about sports. He was just putting extra effort and being a fuckwit here because we're stuck at home. It did benefit me, though. So, hey, I'm not complaining. And that's from Joe. Thank you, Joe. Your brother's a fuckwit. And a dumb cunt. I'm happy to say it. (laughs) Can we also just point out that we established a few weeks ago, uh, Joel Dusha solved the mystery that I'm not actually arrogant. I'm just stupid and optimistic. You're stupid and and optimistic, and And there is definitely arrogance there. That was just when it came to a loss, Tom.
1: Yeah. Yeah, come on, Tom. Can I just say that I love that this Geelong Arrogance thing has just taken on such a life. It's it's something that I created, not even based on Tom. It's based on a a friend of mine, Matt, who has Geelong Arrogance for years. Fuck you, Matt, if you're listening. Mm -hmm. You're a piece of shit. (laughs) But it's spread to Tom. It's a virus. It's a bloody virus. The only Geelong Geelong supporter that I
0: think I've met that doesn't have Geelong Arrogance is Terrence. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) Come on, mate. (laughs) Fuck. I think I just got blindsided by his roasts.
1: No, you know what? No, no, Terence has got a healthy dose of typical Geelong arrogance. Yeah. The only one who doesn't mm. is Tom's mum.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, she's
1: stressed every week. Yeah. yeah. She's one of us.
0: Yeah. She <laughs> she remembers the bad times. <laughs> yeah. Before Geelong were in one in every three grand finals. <laughs> yeah. Tom, when was the last grand final you made? Um, um, eleven. Eleven. Oh, so I guess it's been nine years. Fuck. Do you remember what it's like? Yes. Yeah, I exactly. still have the shoes I wore that day. You're a piece of shit.
1: I wear them to all the finals. You kept it's, them. Um, yeah, Ar- such arrogance.
0: Yeah, because he was like, oh, "I'll need them again, probably next yeah. year and the year after." They yeah. became lucky always shoes. There. Actually, actually, can't I can't have been that them. lucky. It's been nine years, cunt. Let me reiterate. I actually <laughs> wore those shoes for the first time. <laughs> I actually wore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually wore those shoes. Shut the first up! We've got emails to read. 2009, <laughs> and then yeah, will do, Tom. We don't Tom, care. Oh fucking hell! Shut up. Okay. Anyway, this is from another Joe. Uh subject, twins in the bin. That's right, it's Joe. As in Josie, mother of twins, one the barracks of Geelong, one the barracks of Brisbane, and absolute hell broke loose in Joe's house. Oh no, because the can I just say the Geelong supporter, if I remember correctly, is Very a arrogant. big shithead. Oh yeah, Tom. That is that is apparent immediately in this. So Josie has emailed us and says, lads, it's three quarter time in the Brisbane and Geelong game, and I have to send the children to the Sin bin. <laughs> Little Cat made the simple yet scathing remark of Better luck next year, sis oh. And it was on like Donkey Kong shit. There was a scarf whip, a pillow thump, a hair pull And even a Spartan kick Before I decided to break it up Rather than miss the finals <laughs> uh, Rather than miss the final quarter en route to hospital <laughs> Although, I gotta admit I was pretty proud of that sneaky sledge It was well-delivered tone-wise, too. She's got a bright future and shit-stirring, that's for sure. It was a (laughs) win-win in the house tonight, and i got to admit, I'm going to love to see Fat Ablett in one more grand final. But fuck, it would have been great to see Brisbane play a home grand final at the Gabba. Hope the bikes are getting a workout, Josie. They are. And this, last email for this week, and this is an enormous one. This is, like, a huge throwback, and something that I forgot about until this email landed in our inbox. Subject The Curse of Collingwood has come out to play. And this is from Ed. Dear footy generals in the holy war on Collingwood, you may not remember, but a long time ago I came to you with a simple question Where would you send my curse? My name is Ed, and I am the cursed supporter who destroys the dreams of any club I barrack for. In 2018, I came to you and asked you to direct my curse, to send me to barrack for your enemies. I was your weapon and you know where you sent me. You sent me to burn Collingwood from the inside out. Oh! (laughs) Now, after your call for old emails to get in touch, and after what I can only describe as my culmination of all of my work, I have but two words for you. Job done. (laughs) (laughs) Captain. Captain. (laughs) Forever your tool against Eddie's Bastards, Ed, the Curse of Collingwood. <laughs> Fuck P.S. Up. On somewhat of a more sensible note, thank you for being a consistent beacon of fun and laughter in 2020. Honestly, you don't know how much good you have done for me and likely many others this year. Thank you. No, Ed. Thank you. We are only but a podcast where, Ed, you have <laughs> blessed us with something that is far more special. And that is you... Drove Collingwood into the fucking ground. And you had your work cut out for you this year, Ed. They were a premiership favourites for, like, 50% of the gear. It was fucked. You got job well done. This is like having our own Winter Soldier. It's good.
1: Slow, slow knife, Ed. Oh, you fucking Respect. <laughs> fucking respect. Job's not done, mate.
0: But uh, I think we have another mission for Ed. Don't you, boys? Ed. Ooh, yellow and black mission. this weekend, Ed. Just yeah, I think he's going got to get out of retirement and wear, a, wear some yellow and black. Jesus. Just for this weekend. And that's all the emails for this week. And thank you to everyone who emailed us. But, Sean, I will say that there is a lot of emails in the inbox that are like, Brisbane, well done. You had a huge year. You couldn't beat the Cats, but you played well. And, Sean, what do you have to say to that?
1: Then I'll respond to them all personally.
0: <laughs> so, everyone look forward to getting a fuck you in their inbox this week. <laughs> How many were there, um, roughly? Uh, like oh, like six. Six.
1: Six, well, six hot emails (laughs) fucking coming.
0: Did you watch the fucking game? Played well? Played well? Are you fucking serious? (laughs) Do you have a brain? (laughs) Fuck. No, but thank Uh. you for your support in these hard times. Um, I I noticed that we didn't get any emails about, like, commiserations that Essendon played well this season or unlucky to miss out on finals. That's weird. Hmm. Were they unlucky, or did they miss out by such a long margin that luck didn't have anything? Shut to do with up, Tom. That? Yeah.
1: Uh, no, I'm with you, Tom. Yeah. No. Hold I'm on.
0: also with you, Tom. There was we were in <laughs> no risk of making finals about five weeks out. Uh. Anyway, Tom. People want to send yes. more emails and just fill that inbox up even more. Where can they find us? Oh, yeah. If you want to just load that inbox up uh, for our ba- post grand final mailbag and also for the uh, AA selections after the grand final in the weeks after that, uh, please send an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. Uh, or you can contact us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at awkwardread. I'm at Carney from 55. And I'm at douche13. And Tom, on behalf of me, Sean, and our entire podcast audience, good luck to Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck I know you fucked it up but fuck you because you were thinking it
1: because you were thinking oh. it you piece of shit nah no. but that's all the that's all the time we have so <laughs> yeah, I have yeah I'm so sorry I can't fix it I mean I was <laughs> oh, gonna say
0: fuck. Richmond was on my mind because I was about to say and to all of our <laughs> listeners except for the ones that bagged for Richmond good luck but <laughs> I didn't get past Richmond anyway Whew. message still stands no good luck Geelong huge game it'll be massive go cats we're all cats cats go
1: cats Go Chris Scott. Sexy Fuck yes. Man.
0: Go the beard. The sexiest beard in footy.
1: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ.